Welcome to this special edition of the Hyperfast Show, where we are featuring speakers from the Hyperfast Summit, which was held in Boca Raton, Florida, in February of 2022. Today, you're going to hear from Gabe Cordova. Gabe is one of the co-founders of Firepoint. After doing that, he moved on to Wailopo, where he now coaches over 20,000 real estate agents using Wailopo services. He's known for being a driving force in tech innovation and digital marketing. In this episode, you're going to hear him teach our audience about how to maximize the money you get out of your database. Check this one out. Ready for the next speaker? You had a little a little teaser up here. You saw him walking around. All right, our next speaker is a real estate guru who recently joined Wailopo as their senior realtor in residence. Where he'll be coaching over 20,000 agents on how to effectively make use of Wailopo services for their businesses. Before joining Wailopo, Gabe was one of the founders of real estate CRM Firepoint. To this day, Gabe is a driving force for new and innovative methods for digital marketing in the real estate industry. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Gabe Cordova! I did not know they had this stuff. <laughs> Very cool. All right, guys, we uh, switched things up there a little bit because we couldn't get the computer going. I was hoping to do some live uh, lead conversion interaction stuff, so we're gonna switch over uh, and this very much still ties into what we've been talking about. Uh, real quick, for those of you uh, that don't know a little bit about me, I grew up in a really small uh, mining community in central Idaho, uh, about four hours from a stoplight in the middle of nowhere. Uh, became obsessed with horses when I was a kid. Uh, it was just something that, that I loved. Um, and, and a quick story you know, that kind of, I think, has driven me to where I'm at, when, when I got a horse, uh, I was obsessed, I'd begged and begged, you know, we were lower middle class if I'm probably rounding up. And we got a horse, and uh, like my typical personality, as soon as I, I got this horse, the first thing I did is I went and entered into a horse show, into a competition, all right? Did not put any work in, any practice, anything. Went in and I got my ass kicked, all right? Last place, didn't place, and who, who in here is competitive? Anybody in here very competitive, right? I'm very competitive, I hate losing, right? And I learned something, and it was humble implementation, right? I needed to understand where uh, I wasn't excelling and why and implement one thing at a time. Learn from those that are better than me, all right? Fast forwarding, I got into real estate. I've uh, been licensed for almost 20 years. Again, I got licensed when I had almost no money. I did not own a home. I uh, could barely cover rent. Uh, my parents helped me actually pay for my real estate license. Uh, it was just something I became obsessed with. And I was broke, scared. I know we heard we had some newer agents in here. Who are the newer agents, like less than a year? We got a few. Anybody scared to death where the next deal's coming from? How they're gonna make it happen? I was, right? But I thought back to when I got my ass kicked when I was showing horses, and I reached out to those that were selling, whether it was in my office, in my market, uh, called anybody, I had no pride. I'm like, I wanna advertise your listing, I wanna post your listing. I started doing lead gen before I knew lead gen was cool. I was taking other people's listings, posting them on Craigslist. Uh, those of us that are old know what Craigslist is. 
uh, driving traffic, bringing things in, started creating lead generation, uh, PPC, all these things before they were kind of mainstream. Did not have a CRM at the time. I was putting everything into a little three-ring binder that I'd update every day with the listings I was posting, and, a, and a, it, it was terrible, right? Had more business than I could handle, started uh, recruiting agents to refer my stuff to, then I started building a team before I realized I was building a team. Uh, fast forwarding my last year, before uh, we started Firepoint, I did uh, 814 sales in one year. About 600 of those were just online leads that we had generated, all right? Uh, we got it very dialed in into a CRM and systematic, uh, and I'm really excited because now transitioning back out of running software, uh, starting up a team in Boise we started last fall and a team in Denver. Uh, so we're about six months in. And I'm really excited to implement now everything I've learned over the years of traveling with Firepoint and working with companies like Wailopo, Follow Up Boss. I've, I've got to share the stage with Carrie at a lot of events and how I got to know her. So I'm really excited to kind of talk to you about some of the things that we're doing as we're revamping these teams, knowing what I've learned over the years and going to all these events. I think in 2019, I went to 52 conferences. Uh, so listening to ideas and bringing them in, what can we implement, what can we not? So that's what I want to share with you guys. And everything comes to your database, right? We've already been hearing lead generation or converting more of what you have. Who's 90% you know, repeat referral? Who's doing online lead gen? Everything comes down to your database. All right, we will live and die by our database. I'm gonna cover three sections of the database uh, and you're gonna see and hear me repeat this word over and over and over, dynamic. All right, dynamic, dynamic, dynamic. Because the way that we've been doing things and some of these things you've heard of before are being done differently and can be done better. All right, so I'm gonna start with dynamic digital marketing, your lead generation. All right, right before the break, um, I think it was Dan, right? Everybody is focused and so worried about today's business. Today, today, we're obsessed with it, right? We're not focusing on tomorrow and building that pipeline, all right? It was in one of the breakouts, and I apologize, I missed her name. I can't see her now because I'm blind. Um, but she said if, when she looks in her, if she doesn't see uh, enough in her six-month pipeline, she starts freaking out. What I it was you, right? Yes. What I love about that is most people don't even understand what their six-month pipeline is or where they're so focused on today, all right? We need to understand and focus on that pipeline because we can double our business if we start building a database and start building relationships, all right? Uh, one of my goals 2022 is, I, and you're going to catch me screw this up, uh, I am trying to break myself of saying leads, all right? These are people, uh, and I want to start referring to these as, as people, not so much as leads, but we need to start building this larger database of relationships, all right, that are going to fuel and allow us to grow and scale our business, all right? We need to have this never-ending pipeline of business, and we need to automate it as much as possible. So here's just kind of an example. We're going to come back to this in a little bit. I did four different columns just kind of understanding what the size of your database is. Those of you that are new, don't worry. You, you will build a database, but you have to be focused on it. So based on the size of your database, we don't need to just be adding new all the time, taking out our wallets, our checkbooks, buying more and more leads. We also need to bring everybody back from our existing databases. All right, those of you that have databases, that am I in your way? Thanks. Those of you that have databases, uh, again, we are going to be able to grow and scale our business if we can get more of those people coming back. It'll cost us pennies on the dollar to bring somebody back to our website, whether this is a past client uh, or even somebody that we just generated years ago, uh, Facebook, Google, whatever it was, right? Giving you an idea. So based on your database size, with the right digital remarketing and retargeting, uh, 5,000 person database, you should be able to add at least 1.5 sales a month by just proper, most of this is automated, remarketing, retargeting to your database. And you can see as it goes up, and we're going to come back to this, all right? The problem is most of us are not investing in our own business, all right? 
Look at this. On average, biggest piece of that pie, 53% spend less than $5,000 a year on marketing and branding on their business. How much do we spend on our car payments? <laughs> all these other things. But we're not putting it into our business, all right? Uh, you get down, uh, down to the smallest piece, 1%. Between 60 and 80, that's a small piece. And I heard some of the people in here talk about what they're doing. I know we have some bigger hitters in here. But we need to understand where we're putting that, mark, uh, that marketing dollar and how it's going to work for us, all right? So, for example, in 2019, Zillow spent $714 million on sales and marketing. And I don't hate Zillow, just for the record. All right, I just think there's a better way of growing and scaling your business. All right, uh, so, uh, and then almost a half million, or uh, 477 million on technology and development. All right, there's an insane amount of money. They're doing it because it works. All right, who in here can afford to do that though? Not me, not me. All right, there's a better way. We can't compete against 1.2 billion dollars to fuel our, our businesses, all right? This is what I'm going to start talking to you about. And, and this, in the breakout, this is one of the things that I was sharing. All right? And again, nothing against Realtor.com or Zillow or anything like that. They're hand raisers. They're ready. All right? We have to start learning how to fish upstream. All right? Or employ those that know how to do it to fill our database. All right? We're waiting for them to get all the way downstream. There are a lot more agents fighting over them. There are a lot more agents willing to write that check to get them. It's very hard. As we really started tracking our cash conversion cycle, the uh, cash conversion cycle from the day you spend a dollar to get a lead until the day it closes. Right? I think Carrie was even talking about it. Are we tracking the number and that time frame? Because each lead source is different, right? We need to understand that cash conversion cycle. We need to get them further upstream when they're just thinking about this process versus all fishing down here. We're more than willing to write a big fat check or pay a referral fee. Now we're talking insane numbers, right? Some of these are 25, 30, 35%. I have some of those lead sources as well, but that's not what's filling most of my funnel. All right, we have to diversify in here. We gotta start fishing upstream and have companies that are gonna do it for you, all right? Now, you're gonna go crazy with this. All right, I think the old way of doing this was, all right, we're gonna grab these leads up front, but I gotta call them every day for 10 days, two times a day for 10 days. Who has time for that, right? We need to automate a lot of this. This is what I'm gonna show you guys how to do, all right? I love focusing on activity, not tasks. That's, I was, I'm bummed I'm not able to show you this, and I can do it a little bit later if you want, but Changing and tweaking your tech stack. Uh, your, we use Follow a Boss, so using Follow a Boss to literally create me smart lists of who I need to focus on so I can go from 70,000 people down to like 17. Here are the most important 17. All right, this is allowing you to uh, fish upstream, grab people, have brand awareness so when it comes time for them to raise their hand, they know who you are versus going to a portal. All right? This helps me understand the process because we are all obsessed with today business and not tomorrow. So we don't like somebody not answering. We don't like somebody saying, uh, I'm, I'm just looking, or we decided not to buy, right? We need to understand, this is not our journey, all right? These are the buyer's and seller's journey. We make it about us all the time, and it shouldn't be, all right? We need to shift that mindset of where they are on their journey. And I put them into four different buckets, or ponds, however you want to do this. The dreamers, right? Who in here is doing online lead generation, like PPC or Facebook? Not very many? Oh. A lot of opportunity there. But guys, how far out are they? How many of them are ready today when you get them off of Google on Facebook? Very few, right? Very, very few. I'm okay with that because it also cost me $2 or $3 or $5, not 25% of 550,000, all right? 
But I need to understand this. These dreamers, these people who are going online, typing in something, homes for sale in Denver, Colorado, or a condo in Boise, Idaho. Right, they're just thinking about it. They're starting to dream about it. I know they're a long ways out. If I have my tech stack handle a lot of that nurturing, then that's fine. Out of sight, out of mind. They come in. I know they're taken care of. They're seeing. They're hearing me or my team. Uh, they're getting touch points. Everything's getting done. I'm okay. Fill me up with dreamers all day long. I will take them because I know I'm willing to do what most agents aren't, nurture them along. Right? Then you go into that second uh, bucket, all right, which is the planners. All right? Now they're kind of starting to think, you know what? I think we might start wanting to talk to an agent, or I think we might start wanting to do this. They're getting a little bit more concrete. So this is when they're in that 6 to 12. This is where a lot of people are, well, a lot of people don't ever make it agents past that first bucket. One and done. If any phone call whatsoever, oh, they were just looking or they're not really ready yet, next. They lose them, right? We need to nurture them, automate a lot of that, get them into the planning stage, all right? This is where your action plans and your CRM, your smart list, all of that are going to take care of a lot of it for you. Now they start talking. When this planning phase starts happening, they're actually probably starting to even look at some homes on the website, things like that. All right, all of this needs to be automated so then it's triggering into your CRM to alert you on who's worth your time. We're gonna talk a little bit more about that later. All right, then they get into that researchers. This is really where you start seeing Zillow, Realtor.com is in this researching phase, this third bucket, and that's where everybody's fighting over them because nobody has really nurtured a majority of these people in these other two buckets, all right? And then you get into the transactor. So just understand everybody has a journey. Carrie was talking about investigating, asking questions, finding out where they are. Just think, keep these in mind when you're asking your questions so that you can identify. Once I identify where somebody is on their journey, now I have a path. Now I, now I can put you on autopilot and get you to where I need to insert you when it's worth my time. All right? Does that make sense, everybody? All right. So consumer lives on your site. All right? So I'm going to show you a few different things. You need to make sure that your site is up to date. All right? Not up-to-date meaning the right listings, but up-to-date, how does it work? Does, how, does, how do you get between photos? Is it similar to what they're used to uh, on social media, everything like that? Everything on your site has to be tracked and sent to your CRM. Guys, I'm sorry. Those, if anybody's in here, no apologies, but we can be brutally honest, right? I think I heard something about a bubble, right? If you're using the MLS website and it's not updating to your CRM, it's not telling you specifics about every single person and triggering you based on their behaviors, you're missing out, all right? Everything while they're in that dreaming and planning phase has to be updating to your site. All right, this is just a couple pictures of ours. They need to be able to get in and find everything. Get them off of your MLS searches. Get them into a search that updates to your MLS by the minute. Guys, it is going to save you time and make you a ton of money. All right, a few different ways that we're staying in front of them. Dynamic social ads. Dynamic pay-per-click. This is completely different than regular pay-per-click. Uh, and then somebody brought it up earlier, uh, Google LSA. All right, so dynamic social ads. All right, you can actually, once you capture somebody and they're coming in, these social ads are following them, all right? So when we all check that box and agree to our, our, our Facebook or Instagram account, we give up certain uh, 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 privacies, right? Dynamic social ads, I know if Mike's checked in at a golf course or, or he likes something or he said he's here, uh, we download uh, the MLS every single day. And now based on certain people's activity in your database, they can start now putting carousel ads in front of them based on where they're checking in, things that they like. Is it golf course homes? Is it waterfront? Whatever it is, right? It's dynamic. It's updating every single day and changing. If they scroll past and don't look at it, it's going to put different types of pictures. Is it daylight pictures? Is it sunset pictures? Whatever it is, it's adapting on their behavior and then showing more of what they want, all right? Again, catering to where they are in their journey and what they, what they want to see. All right, those are a couple different uh, types of the ads and stuff that you can keep in front of them. And again, these cost pennies, all right? 
Google's now allowing, if you know how to do it. And again, you can do this yourself or you can have a company do it. We have Wailopo do it. But you need to get into dynamic ads now down to even the neighborhood level versus just homes for sale in Fort Lauderdale or wherever it is. You can get down to specific neighborhoods, school districts, everything like that. You're getting more specific people in there. All right, I'm going to skip some of these because I know we're running behind because um, it's not as important. But what I do want to get to, when you start going into dynamic, any of you that are looking into doing online lead generation or currently doing it, switching over to a dynamic PPC, uh, what's really cool about this is when they come in, uh, it's asking a series of questions based on anything we can track based on cookies or anything that they've given up. You know, you know every website now is talking about cookies. Right, you see it all the time, you have to agree and you can't see anything. There's certain information that we can also learn from them. By doing this, you're getting more and more questions answered about that person and their journey, and it's allowing you to bring them in, and it's not driving their price up. What's great is there's so much traffic out there right now because everybody's intrigued by the real estate uh, industry. There's so much uh, traffic, and the ones that are willing to answer more questions and go through these dynamic funnels are registering on your website, you have more information. So it's little tweaks like that if you're thinking about getting into marketing or you're doing it now, switch into any type of dynamic performance that you can. All right, it's going to uh, get into exact data that's coming through your MLS, so you can provide that information to them to get them to click on more items. All right, uh, sellers, uh, Tatiana, we all want more sellers, right? Uh, we love HomeBot, I don't know who's using it, but we put anybody and everybody with an address through HomeBot and a seller experience so that we're keeping it in front of them, all right? Honesty time. Who in here enjoys getting that call from the seller that saw the online value of their home that's way off? Who, who likes that? Nobody, right? Thank you. I want the phone call all day long, all day long. We want data in front of them, all right? Our number two list in, in follow-up boss is, and again, I wish I could show you guys this, uh, is HomeBot Engage List. Literally, we take everybody, our past clients, anybody with a seller address, we throw them into HomeBot. All right, they're uh, not only getting a HomeBot report um, every other week, but they're also getting market stats based on their neighborhood, right? X homes have sold, or the values have increased this much, or X percent of homes have come on the market. Uh, all of these are, it's called our seller experience, where we're putting them through to just get them to ask the question. I'll take an angry seller all day long that my, my uh, valuation site said their home was 100,000 or 200,000 under. Perfect, I'm glad you brought it to our attention, right? We want those calls but it needs to be updating automatically with all of the stats in the neighborhood that's going through. Is anybody in here using HomeBot currently? It's incredible, right? You guys have got to watch those and be triggered when they're on and they're updating them. So uh, HomeBot, H-O, uh, is it on here? H-O-M-E-B-O-T. And it's also integrated with a lot of different services so you can actually get it paired with a lot of your lead gen services and stuff like that. So you start going a la carte on a lot of this stuff, you're overpaying for it. Right, so just make sure you're looking into whoever's running like your PPC uh, campaign or anything like that can pair it in uh, for you. All right, our favorite opening line, again, we, we engage them. We actually don't wait for them to ask us on HomeBot, guys. We want more sellers, right? We're desperate for more sellers. Anytime they engage with our HomeBot report, your tech stack should be notifying you, right? What's your name? Leanne, right? Every time Leanne goes in to view that number because they start tweaking it. Right? A homeowner can start adjusting the value in their HomeBot report uh, on their home and all this stuff. Anytime Leanne's doing that, especially if I've not made contact with her, I've, I sold her a home four years ago, five years ago, the national average, she's going to probably be selling again. We need to be proactive reaching back out to them, just like buyer leads. Right? Everybody talks about reaching out and being proactive to buyer leads nonstop, but not as much to seller or past clients. Every time Leanne engages with her HomeBot report, 
It should be a phone call. It should be a text, whatever it is. Hey, Leanne, Gabe Cordova here, Core Group Denver. Hey, I saw you were online looking at my uh, online equity tool. I don't ever call it evaluation. My online equity tool, and it was probably way off. Just curious if you had any questions or I can add any clarity to that. I don't ever ask if they're thinking about selling, any of that, right? Especially if it's past clients and all that. I'm just curious. They're a human being. I want to focus on the service, not the sale, and just ask questions. And I'm going to own the fact that I know Zillow's way off, this is way off, all of that. It can't be accurate. And I'm good with that. I want them to need me. I want them to need my team, all right? But we need to start being proactive on the seller lead gen or the seller nurture process, which means your, uh, your past clients, all right? I'm going to skip through. Homebound has a ton of stuff. Uh, in full disclosure, too, I don't get paid by follow-up boss. I don't get uh, paid by HomeBot, any of that. This is just the tech stack that we're using, all right? There's a ton of stuff in here as well that helps your sellers um, or your homeowners, past clients, track what's going on, mortgage rates, all of that stuff. Uh, it's really cool, so you can reach out to that. Um, all right, Google LSA, because I know it came up earlier. I'm going to touch base on it. Um, anybody who, I think they asked who is. Who is not using Google LSA right now? Not using it. This would personally be at the top of my list. All right, doing online lead gen forever. This is the coolest thing I have ever seen. All right, again, what's happening is it's, it's personalized to you. Uh, it's only going to show when somebody's specifically looking for a realtor or a top agent in a certain area. All right, you go through the process to get certified uh, for this so that they can actually say that you're screened. You can see the, the green check mark on there. Uh, it does not 100% base. If you're, if you're brand new into this, that's okay. I'm new into Denver, have very few uh, sales there uh, and reviews. We're just starting to build and we're already getting them. Uh, what Google cares about is uh, do you have your LSA account set up, Google My Business page set up, all that tied together because it has an ag uh, uh, algorithm that'll put you into this top three spot uh, and your budget, all right? And one of the gentlemen earlier was talking about this. This is the coolest thing though. Like he said, you only pay what you get. It is inbound phone calls only. Let's say that again. Inbound phone calls only. All right. It's not having to go to your CRM. It's not having to go anywhere where you're chasing them. It's literally you answer the phone. All right. It's somebody. Is anybody outside wanting to buy or sell a home? Uh, like you said, you can challenge that, get your money back. Uh, we have Wailopo handling all of ours. Uh, we've actually gone to an answering service on this. One thing I'm going to highlight on this where I screwed up in Boise. Uh, we had it routing to an all-call system. So anybody that's doing this, if you miss a phone call, you will be penalized severely, all right? Because let's think back to what I just said. When can Google charge you for that lead? And you get it. When you get it. If they call you and you don't answer the phone and now they have to go another one, first of all, Google's like, shit, we just lost one. Because I can only charge that agent if the agent gets it and doesn't challenge it. If you start missing phone calls on Google LSA, they are not going to put you in this top spot. You're going to have to earn your way back. Um, I changed my budget to 15 grand a week for LSA after we missed a few phone calls because we disappeared. I heard that. I'm going to come back to it. Did not change. It took me like another three or four weeks before I got a single call. But here, as soon as I said 15 grand a week, <laughs> it's exhausting. Here's what never spent it, never even came close, all right? On average, it's about 40 or $50 a lead is what we're averaging in both these markets. Okay, first of all, if I only have to pay 45 to $50 for an inbound phone call to my cell phone or to anybody on my team that's uh, a buyer or seller 
Who doesn't want to put as much budget behind that as possible? It's nuts. I just raised it to see if it helps me increase. So I'm like, hey, Google, I got more money. If you want to spend it, go ahead and spend it. Didn't change it too much. No, it's just that's what it's costing. So you have a budget that you're going to spend on, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but you have a budget for LSA, basically saying, Google, you can only spend this much before don't put me up here anymore. Guys, to me, this would be your black card. This is, I mean, this is your platinum, whatever. It doesn't, I would buy as many of them as you can, all right? Because again, you get to return everybody that's not uh, legitimate. We're finding that it's mostly sellers or out-of-state buyers, my two favorite my two favorites, all right? Um, and if you cannot manage this properly and you cannot answer the phone all the time, hire somebody. Hire somebody, hire somebody, hire somebody. Uh, like I said, we, we even got to the point where we have an answering service because we do not want to miss a single phone call. I don't care if it goes to the agent or not, we have an answering service answering it and then it's a live transfer into our team because we literally do not want to miss it, all right? Uh, that's another shot of what, the, what it looks like. I already talked about this. Low cost, you only pay for what you get. Um, and again, on your refunds on those, it's, you have to, if you're managing this yourself, if it's not the right person, you have to go in and request a refund and why, and then Google will actually go back and listen to the call because they record everything to make sure that it was legit, that it was a, you know, some, some sales or whatever it was. All right, I'm gonna move on to lead nurturing because as it was stated earlier, this is where we fail more often than not. We're willing to pay for leads uh, and get out our credit card and probably not follow up. So we need to have dynamic nurturing and follow up to get this done. And first, honestly, most of that follow up isn't worth your time. I hate saying that, but it's not. We need to focus on who is worth our time right now, but knowing we're building that pipeline for tomorrow. All right, so I'm gonna break it down into a few different things. Dynamic email alerts. All right, who in here has created a listing alert? or save search, whatever it's called in your, in your market for their, it should be everybody. Please tell me everybody's created a save search. Everybody? All right, are they dynamic? We have one yep. Do we know what that means if they're dynamic? All right, we need those to be dynamic. Let me ask this question. Who's been told by their buyer that they're only willing to buy it if it meets this, but then they end up buying something that meets this over here? All of us, right? I see HUDs nodding. Everybody must be tired after lunch. Guys, I, I don't like the buyers as liars thing. I don't think we do a good enough job asking questions to identify what they need. Our listing alerts, especially for the nurture, right? This isn't when Leanne and I sat down and actually have a consult and I know exactly what she's doing and she's ready, but this is that nurture process. It needs to be dynamic, right? Every time Leanne opens one, I need to know why did she open it? What was the house on top? What was the color? What was the size? What was the price? Your tech needs to be adjusting the listing alerts based on your buyer's behaviors in your database, especially in this nurture process. It can be done, right? Most of us just put on some basic drip campaign and some general safe search and hit set. When they're ready, they'll reach out to me. Bullshit, they're not going to. All right, there's too many people that are gonna get in front of them and actually put what matters to them. Remember, it's their journey, not ours. These listing alerts need to be dynamic and go out and start changing, all right? Change up the subject line, Ch change the type of photos that are on there so we can start monitoring what's going up. This is on the buy side and the sell side, all right? They need to be dynamic, understanding what was the subject when they opened up, what was the heading, was it smaller uh, lists of homes, was it bigger? It needs to be able to adjust based on what their activity is. Uh, this is one of those market stats I was telling you about, again, that you can just have self-generated. Um, this is similar um, during the little breakout, I don't think everybody was in here, 
but they were asking what one of uh, one of my pains or the panel, but one of our one of our pains for 22, and one of ours for in in Denver especially uh, is lack of inventory. Like everybody, we're at 17 hours of inventory in Denver, uh, all time all time low. Um, so we're actually bringing on another ISA to reach out to for sale by owners uh, in Marketplace on Zillow anywhere where you can find them. Uh, and send them a list of active uh, buyers. So I can literally type in an address, I don't know if you can see it from back there, uh, but based on their market uh, price and area, uh, I can literally generate a list, and I'm gonna gray out their names and, and phone numbers obviously, but I can literally provide them a list of active and hot buyers that we have in our database that meets their, meet their house. And then I will st I'll set them up on the search. Again, it's dynamic, it's gonna be adjusting because it's based on the number of people we have looking in their, in their market. So uh, another one we're doing in there. Uh, remarketing. Who's been shopping online? Everybody, please, please. Everybody's been shopping online. And then see whatever it is, those cool boots, that bag, whatever it is, follow you around for days on days on days on days. Who in here is not remarketing to their existing database? Really? That's all? Everybody else is remarketing to their existing database. When most agents are not, all right? It costs us about 35 to 50 cents to remarket to an existing person in our database to get them engaged back on our website, all right? Again, taking all of that data based on social media, whatever it is, putting it in front of them to make sure they're seeing our name, our company name, our brand, everything, all right? Who's doing it with videos, all right? No, Jeff was already talking about videos or is about to talk about videos, all right? Uh, we use Wailopo Diva ads because they create a lot of them, they can pull in the data. Um, I think I might have one in here. But from just sold to just listed, everything that's in there automatically can go out, all right? We need to be able to have videos going out when it's listed, sold, uh, open house, any of that, part of what they're doing, right? We need to be able to identify who in our database or in certain areas clicking on certain homes and get these videos in front of them, all right? It's not grab everybody in our database and tell them about our new listing. Most of them probably don't care. Who are the ones who have clicked on a home in that area or have logged on or done certain activities that would warrant showing that house to, because otherwise now you're just irritating the database. All right, um, here's an example of one. We're targeting for, I think, first time home buyers. Uh, again, you just pull in, it'll pull in data based on where they live, uh, some music, and it'll start pulling listings again based on where they live, where they check in, and, and all of that stuff, so that you can start putting things in front of them uh, that they want. So I'm gonna go through these just based on time. Uh, seasonal, things like that. Um, and then listing rockets. This is a really cool thing, and this is part of our listing presentation. Uh, Facebook allows you to put in property characteristics uh, into their algorithm, all right, bed, bath, whatever it is. Um, let me see, I think I have a picture of it. Yeah, has a picture of it. Um, and you should be able, you can find what Facebook will put, how many people Facebook will put that home in front of. Now you can make this part of your listing presentation when you sit down. So um, I know that when I sit down with the seller, hey, based on your address within a 10-mile radius, I've got, what is this example, 2,123 people that I can get to probably click on your ad. Facebook has the data. Out of those, I can get this many people to watch a video on it. Out of the, and it just breaks it down on how many I should be able to drive in to actually have a conversation or an opportunity to have a conversation with, all right? Anywhere where people are living, you need to bring in where your dynamic remarketing, dynamic uh, listing alerts, dynamic seller alerts, everything's going out, hit them, uh, and then everything lives and goes back in to your CRM. I'm gonna skip that. All right, so coming back to this, look at the bottom line. All right, 
this is where I had that aha moment, coming in uh, and restarting a team up in Boise with a database that basically kind of just sat on cruise control for about four years uh, while I was uh, running Firepoint. So we had about 70,000 in that one, 65 in there somewhere. By just turning on remarketing, putting those ads in front of them, not adding to it, uh, we were able to, between August and December, close 40 homes. Or August and December, the end of the year, Q4 basically, pl plus a month, all right? Just people who are in the database without adding new to it, all right? This is past clients, some are new, some we never spoke to, but just getting them going. Because again, we don't want to keep adding money on, we want to get the most out of who we've got there, all right? One of the other things that we do, uh, AI, um, uh, Wedlow Plaza, uh, they call it Raya. We renamed ours to Alex. Easier to say, spell, <laughs> everything else. Uh, and again, I was, I was really hoping to just get into the database and show you these live conversations. Uh, but based on lead behavior, because we are not everywhere, we are busy, we're out showing property, on listing appointments, whatever it is, based on the lead's behavior, the AI can actually start talking on behalf of you. Uh, it will always be your assistant, asking questions. Uh, we saw you came in looking for homes. Uh, in the Denver metro area based on your Google search, can we send you additional listings too? And it'll pull their email address. What any information, it starts asking, qualifying, is there a better email, what phone number, dates, times. All of this is real time going in based on their behavior, all right? And then a second layer, because we already talked, we know a lot of those leads that we want, those people, see I already caught myself, all those people that we're catching upstream that we want to nurture because they're pennies on the dollar, um, they may not be logging on, they may not be doing things, so then your AI needs to also do more of an ISA texting, right? Not everybody has ISAs. We have them. I encourage it, but steps, right? Baby steps. If you don't have those yet, AI ISA is way less expensive to get, get you going. And we actually still run this with our ISA team. Now the ISA team actually sits back and waits for a lot of these to come in and then hits them when they're talking. It's a better use of their time, all right? So two types of AI. I think this is an example. I, it didn't play last time. I'm just curious. This is an actual real example we just did uh, voiceovers uh, to what's going on Let's see if it'll play hi Judy it's Ashley's assistant with Kelly Williams we wanted to check in on you and see if anything good or bad stood out about the homes we saw on Facebook there are several in the Wyoming area that I believe you missed I could send some to you if you like is Judy at gmail.com still a good email for you so it literally knows where she came in based on her search is this not Judy I managed to find a few so all these texts, just so you know, did not happen back to back. I'm just trying to speed it up. This happens day after day after day after day. All right. Our Thank average you. is about. My email is correct. Today I saw some two bedroom, two bathroom townhomes, but they were too expensive. I'm at this time only looking. Are you considering a move within the next year or so? So at any point you can step I'll in and take it over. But ISA, the AI, Alex, will keep going and asking questions long. until you take it over. Lots of steps. No pressure. Always a good idea to get started looking early. What else can you tell me about the home you're looking for besides two beds and two baths? What is the budget that you're looking to save? Right. I know we're short on time, so I'm going to skip through. It'll literally continue going through until you take it over. I, which full-on set appointments. I don't like it going that far because every now and then we've all been there, AI screws up. All right. I would rather AI screw up, though, than never get the opportunity. All right. But again, just another way to automate and nurture these things along. Everything that's happening is then sent into the CRM. You're going to hear me, like I told you guys, CRM, we live 99% in the CRM. So every time they respond to that text message, boom, right into follow-up boss, we get a notification, we're taking over the conversation or monitoring it, right? Then what it starts doing is it starts triggering priority alerts. Here's the other thing. If you, 
so I help train uh, just from a tech side agents all over the US uh, in Canada, and it's all based on what is worth your time, right? So anything that's going on needs to come into the CRM so you can take action on those that are triggering activity. Not just because uh, an action plan or drip campaign gave you, gave you 18 tasks. I think tasks are bullshit for the most part. It, task is only because I spoke with somebody and I need to call them at this time, not for follow-up, all right? So all these need to come in, whether they're viewing property, triggering priority alerts, everything goes in. This is what it looks like uh, in follow-up boss for us. So anytime a notification comes in, anytime they have an engagement, anytime feeds right into the CRM, all right? This is what I was just talking about. Focus on who is worth your time, all right? Too off, who in here, who in here is working in a CRM right now? Only half of you. How many of you are asleep? <laughs> All right, most of us if we should be working in CRM. If, we're, if you are not working in the CRM, where's Stacy? Is Stacy even in here? Go talk to her. Get, <laughs> I, I just don't even know how to explain it. You have to be in a CRM. All right, I don't care what, use follow bus, we use it, but if it's not, use something. All right, get in there. But here's what needs to happen. I would look at, and this came in that little exercise Carrie had us doing earlier. Your CRM needs to be your 24-7 assistant that is making your life easier, all right, automation. We've set ours up to where we go in. It's literally step-by-step. Step. I've changed everything in our marketing and our team. All I want my agents doing are responding to inbound lead activity and conversations. That's it. No more cold calling, no more prospecting. I want to take the rest off the plate. Did you guys did a dollar per hour activity today here? Yesterday? Monday, what was the, what, what's your dollar per hour on average? What was it, is that what the exercise was? Like hundreds, 200, 300, 400, what, whatever it is based here. I wanted to do an exercise to go through when you're doing it, but our, our time per hour is in the, should be in the hundreds, all right? For me to reach out to somebody 17 times who's never picked up the phone or answered is not worth my time, and to me that is not three, four, five hundred dollar per hour activity, all right? Because your tech can do that for you. All right, the way we've set it up when you come into, into follow-up boss, every day there's two lenses, all right? There's lead follow-up and lead prospecting, all right? What's the difference? What's the difference between lead follow-up and lead prospecting? This is where you participate. <laughs> What's the difference? Perfect, very close, who was that? Thank you, all right, lead follow-up. We're moving the people through our pipeline that we've already claimed or talked to, right? We need to move a C to a B, a B to an A, an A to a, or a, to a transaction, transaction to a closing. Prospecting, I'm looking to add to my pipeline, who's in there, all right? So what we've done is when you log in, list number one, automatically, who has their hand in the air? Who's inquiring in a property, filled out a form, asked for a valuation? Zero it out. List number two, who's engaging with HomeBots? Have we answered any questions they may have? List number three, who's talked to our ISA? The ISAs want us to follow up with so on. The CRM needs to tell you who is worth your time so you're not chasing anybody. Does that make sense? Who chases? Are we brave enough to raise our hand in here? Most agents are chasing. We're chasing. I'm going to spend more money and chase these people until they finally talk to me. There's a better way. Who in here would rather chase versus, uh, who would rather have a phone call or a text coming in versus chase? I hope everybody's hand goes up. Who's after me? Because we need caffeine shots. <laughs> caffeine shots. All right. We want to create um, more inbound activity, all right? So whether it's clicks, whether it's registrations, whatever it is, everything comes into the CRM. These are just some screenshots of follow boss, how we track everything. This is our uh, 
where we text, where we call from, who's not, not dialing through their CRM or through a recorded service? Who is not? Wow. Something I would definitely look into. So wait, put your hands back up, the ones that are not doing it. Okay. Oh, there were more this time. I like it. Let's try that one more time. Who is not calling through a dialer that records your calls? Okay, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. All right. Oh, those of you that have your hand up, who could do better on their scripting in their calls? Who could use improvement on that? So still most of you. Okay. How are you ever going to change what you're saying unless you listen to what you say? All right. How many times have we had a conversation with a seller or a buyer or somebody and we're like, damn, I wish I was recorded. Most states, um, I think there's only 12 or 13 states that it has to be disclosed, right? The others you can have auto in there. Follow-up boss. Does follow-up boss have a disclosure in there you can turn on, Stacy? I don't need it in Idaho or, or Colorado for the recording. Is there a yeah. There's a disclosure thing in there, right? Yeah. So if you don't have it, look into that. But record these calls, guys. Everything should be in the CRM, right? We play them back on our huddles. We go through them, everything. Record these calls. They go into your CRM, all right? Everything for us, follow boss. I don't care if it's open house, uh, PPC, dynamic registration, Facebook, LSA. Literally everything is set up. So as soon as that phone call ends or as soon as they click, it goes into follow up boss. All right, I put some of the other CRMs in there as well just to, to play nice. Um, everything has to go in your CRM, all right? This is the source of truth, all right? For us, Ylopo is the hub. This is the remarketing, the retargeting, the AI and all that. I don't want to piece it together. Um, did they warn you I have a potty mouth? I should stop. Uh, I don't like to piece stuff together. It's too expensive and I want everything to talk, right? I just, it, it takes too much time to have to log in and log out of everything, all right? Uh, and then some of our favorites that we're also using on top of our tech staff, so FollowBots, Wailopo are the same, or the, the most important. And then, as we already discussed, uh, HomeBot, we use CZU for a lot of our tracking. Uh, Conversion Monster, uh, if you don't have ISAs, uh, we, we just employ them, I love them. Bomb, bomb Video, Email, uh, et cetera. Another one I don't have on here that's really affordable I've started using recently is Agent Legend for voicemail drops uh, and auto-texting. FollowBots does not have uh, auto-texting campaigns. And this is a good thing, I believe. All right, you need to protect that number. The big carriers, uh, Sprint, AT&T, Verizon, all that, are getting very, very, very strict when your numbers are getting reported, right? So any of you who have text campaigns going out from your phone number, I'd be very careful, all right? Get that outsider off of your phone number. You do not want to get that blacklisted, all right? So we use Agent Legend for that. That's probably one of our favorite new ones that we've done. Um, and I'll have... Um, my Instagram handle on here. I actually built out a 90-day revive campaign on Agent Legend, whether you have them or not, but it's basically voicemail drop, and I have all the uh, audio recordings and then the follow-up text that I use to drive back to my website. I'll share that with anybody that wants it. Um, so in summary, and I know we're going over, sorry, guys. Um, Dan mentioned this. We got to break this habit as an industry, all right? We've got to stop just focusing on today. All right, it is, you're not going to sustain in this business. You, you're just not going to, all right? I think there's a, there's a balance there. I don't think we also can grow and scale if we're only repeat referral. It's harder. You can make a ton of money doing that. There, that's not a wrong way of doing it. But if you're wanting to grow and scale a team and get out of your business uh, and work on it versus in it, we've got to be focusing on that pipeline to go through, all right? Start focusing on tomorrow. Um, again, just kind of as everything comes in, remember, those dreamers and planners are a ways out. All right, just accept it. It's going to hurt a lot less when somebody doesn't answer or somebody doesn't reply or they say they're just looking. All right, it happens. They're just looking. Fantastic. 
And you say, are you looking? Are you looking for later this year or maybe next spring? That's all I care. I just want a time frame just so I know what bucket to put you in, all right? Dreamers and planners, automate the hell out of that. All of your tech, st tech stack should automate this so that you can spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars less a month just buying portal leads, all right? You start inserting yourself when that matters, when it's worth your time. These are the shoppers, right? As they're getting closer, that three months or less, uh, and then they're ready to transact, all right? And you can have a screenshot of this, some of the tech stack that we're using and how it goes through. Um, but you can literally build your business and those of you looking at a team on only focusing on inbound lead activity. We're, we're six months in, um, 40 closings, and I think we probably have, and I was just looking at these numbers, um, I think we have 68 uh, in, uh, in that 30 days or less are pending right now. And it's using this exact system. So I'm not sharing or telling you about anything that I'm not doing in my own uh, business in Denver or Boise. All right. Um, share a couple things on here. So uh, Ylopo, they have a promo going for uh, anybody that was here in Hyperfast, and so does Follow Up Boss. So I threw their links on there. If you guys are looking at adding them, take advantage of the discount or whatever they've got going. Again, I get nothing for it, but I do use them. Uh, so I highly endorse them. And then because I'm trying to be better about social media and everything, there's my Instagram handle if you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts.